Welcome to episode number 39 of the Mastering Marriage Podcast, where our goal is to strengthen, unite, and restore your marriage. My name is Amanda Taylor, and together with my husband, David, we are the co-founders of MendOurMarriage.com, and our goal is to break the back of divorce by bringing married couples together to be accountable, keep the passion alive, and expose the hidden issues that try to rip marriages apart. And we are back in the booth today with me, Amanda Taylor, and with DTHBZ. Taylor, David. DTHBZ? Yeah. You said it wrong. It's DTZHBZ. Okay. Wow. Hey, everybody. We're back. <laughs> uh, Mandy got my high school nickname wrong. Nuh-uh. Yeah, that's, that was D-T-Z-H-B-Z. Wrong. You said D-T-H-B-Z. It's not. It's D-T-Z. But anyway. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. Um, we're back. Episode number 39. <laughs> we're back in the booth. I hope hey. you guys are enjoying your week. Um, this is the day after my birthday. So Happy I birthday am, yeah. to you. Yeah, so um, thank you, everybody. And, I mean, I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that was, you know, giving me shout-out and love. So I really, really whoa, I got turned up. I really appreciate everybody, you know, just kind of supporting us and supporting me and, and what we're doing because it's not easy all the time. You know, we out here trying to literally break the back of divorce, you know. And so um, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we are here again with another listener submitted question. I think you guys are going to enjoy today's uh, question because it's something that we get asked a lot. And so what what we're going to do in a minute is uh, play it. But before we do, I just want to let you know that this podcast, episode number 39, is brought to you on behalf of Motivated to Love. Yes. And if you have not heard about this book, read this book, purchased this book, then I don't know what the heck is wrong with you. Because uh, literally this book, if we had it on Amazon, which we don't, but if we did, it would be an Amazon bestseller. It literally would because she sold thousands and thousands and thousands of copies, um, literally. And she has a group, uh, a private Facebook group with, mm-hmm. I think it's over uh, 1,100 right. people now. Yes. It's growing, you know. So um, check it out. Go to motivated2love.com to get your hands on a copy of the book. Um, and what we're going to do is going to play this question and then we'll get back to you. So listen up. How do I continue to show love and be loving and be godlike to somebody that continues to respond in a negative manner? Um, and despite counseling continues to do the same things, will admit that they're wrong and then apologize, but go right back and do the same thing over and over and over again for the past five years. How do you want? How do I continue on to 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 remain steadfast when I'm being torn down and beaten up to the point where I'm emotionally just torn apart, as a, to the point I don't have any strength to to be the strong one anymore. How? How do I overcome that? Okay, so we are back, uh, and that's a pretty deep question. So first, let me start off by uh, setting some parameters with this question. We are assuming that when you say beaten up, we don't we 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 don't we're not assuming that you mean physically beaten up. So so let's say this: if 
there is physical violence mm-hmm. and aggression, then we are not advocates of that. Mm-hmm. We don't believe in staying even though you're getting beaten up physically. Mm-hmm. So you have to protect yourself. So do what you have to do to protect yourself, meaning right. if there's a separation or whatever the case may be, take legal action. Make sure that you're protecting yourself and your kids. Mm-hmm. That's if you're meaning physically beaten up, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not. We're going to answer this question as if you did not mean physically because just based off of what you were saying, we took it as more of you emotionally yes. uh, drained mm-hmm. that way. So um, with that said, we're going to talk about four different steps that you can take to strengthen yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be very honest and transparent throughout these four steps, but we're going to share with you uh, the things that you can do starting today to help your situation out. And this is for anybody else as well who's in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're going to just talk about these four steps and then we'll be done. Uh, but we want to drop some bombs, some nugget bombs on you. Nugget bombs? Nugget bombs. Did that come up? No? You're no. always making up words. So. <laughs> okay. So check this out. We understood that, you know, based off of the voicemail, it sounds like this has been an ordeal that you've been going through for five years mm-hmm. with your husband. Um, and five years is a pretty long time to yeah. be doing this. Uh, and so we're going to we're gonna include all of those variables because there's a lot going on. So first we're going to say this. In order for you to position yourself to be stronger, uh, we recommend that you create a different image of your husband. So reframe how you see your husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason is this. So research has shown that, and actually this is, this is for married couples. Research has shown that if one spouse is speaking to the other spouse, and let's say on the surface, you know, actually I'll tell you the actual experiment. So you know, two people were in the room. The researcher was watching them talk. They had them connected to these electrodes. So they had these little dots on their face and on their heads, you know, and they had there was, yeah, these little patches. And they were measuring uh, the blood response, their heartbeat, their sweating, all of that, their breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had them talk about a normal everyday conversation. Right. And so then what they did was they, they noticed that in the couple's, who had more of a fear response or an anxiety response, even though on the surface, like in their faces, you couldn't really tell. But physiologically, physiologically, (laughs) so through physiologically, what they saw was that their their heartbeat was higher, their breathing rate was faster, they started to sweat more or faster. And they noticed that in those couples who had that anxiety response faster, they were more likely to get a divorce than couples who didn't have that. And what they noticed was that most people in that situation, in that category, they reacted to their response, their spouse. I'm just messing up words. Their response. What's that? What they what? What they noticed is that how they reacted to their spouse was kind of like if they were being attacked or chased by a dog. And they said that these individuals who had that fight or flight response was more likely to have a divorce. Mm-hmm. And, what, and with every interaction. With every interaction. And so it's, it's this whole concept of anxiety and feeling anxiety whenever you have an interaction with your spouse. Not feeling safe. Not feeling safe, uh, which, you know, you would like to feel with your spouse. And so here's what, here's what I mean by create a different image. Because if you already associate an interaction with your husband with drama or with negativity, mm-hmm. then you're going to always see that. So mm-hmm. what you... See is what you do, and what you think is what you see. And so if what you're thinking 
provokes you to feel a certain way, then it's always going to cause you to react a certain way. Right. Thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to behavior. And so if you see your husband as mean and nasty and defiant, then you're going to always be anxious around him. Right. You're going to not want to be around him, and you're going to always feel like you have to defend yourself. You're going to be self-preserving, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of being vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? And so my suggestion then is see your husband as wounded, mm-hmm. right? Because if you see him as wounded, then you will be nine to ten times more empathetic than you would be if you see him just as mean and nasty. Mm-hmm. And And here's the reason why I say see him as wounded, because it appears like he's gone through counseling, and he's still struggling with some issues mm-hmm. that have yet to be either discovered or dealt with appropriately. Mm-hmm. And the the longer those issues stay there, the more likely he is to be, be the same person. Mm-hmm. And so often if you change your reaction to him, it elicits a different response from him. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, you got something you want to add to that? Yeah, I was just going to say when I was standing for our marriage... Um, I had to definitely change my perspective because there was a point in our marriage where, you know, I, I won't say I was scared of him, like he was going to hit me or anything, but I walked on Mm eggshells. And so every time I approached him, I approached him very timidly. She'd be stuttering over her words if she's trying to explain something. Yeah, because I was very um, insecure. Um, But once I decided to change my perspective and really start pouring into myself, which we'll get into that later, Mm -hmm. um, I was more confident and I didn't take his condition personally. I knew it was yeah. more of a spiritual condition yeah. and something internally he was dealing with. Yeah, and that's a strategy, but you have to incorporate. Now, what I should have did before we even got into these points is, in, is, is to say that there are going to be two camps of people, each on their own side of the street. The first camp is going to be people who are willing to do whatever it takes to stand for their marriage. And the other camp is going to be the people that say they deserve better. They don't need to stand for their marriage. You're stupid. You're stupid. And so this is the eternal debate that we always get into whenever we talk about standing for marriage or make a post or make, or yeah. And, and this is, it, it is how it is. And so you have to decide which camp you're going to stand exactly. in. And I should have said that first, you have to decide which camp you're going to stand in. The, the person that's going to be strategic and stand for their marriage, no matter what, that doesn't mean you put yourself in harm's way. That doesn't that, mean that you, that you're weak yes, or stupid. Or you stay broken and get exactly, stepped on. Exactly. And we're going to talk about how to encourage and strengthen yourself in a minute, but I'm just, I want to, Say this, if you're going to stand in that camp, then you have to make a decision and stay there. You can't oscillate back and forth. Right, because you'll do more harm than good. Exactly. So, okay, now back to that point. Create a different image of your husband. Make sure that you see your husband as he really is. Mm -hmm. See him as wounded. Make sure that when you're praying, you ask God to reveal to you your husband's heart. Right. Because I know that was one of the things that Mandy did, and it helped her to pull certain things out of me. You know, when I was mean, she didn't see me as mean because God showed her my heart and showed that I was broken. Mm-hmm. And so it was easier for her to deal with me when she saw that I was broken versus me being just as mean tyrant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's point number one. Create a different image of your husband. You know, point number two is this. Reestablish what it means to love your husband. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I know you talked about in your voicemail, um, you felt like you were struggling to love him because of how he was being. Remember the definition of agape love, mm-hmm. okay? Now, when we say love, we're not talking about the emotion of love because mm-hmm. that emotion of love is very fickle. Mm-hmm. It's like standing on thin ice, okay? Mm-hmm. It feels secure, and every now and again, it's going to crack, and it may buckle, and you may get some cold water on your feet. So 
Don't see, don't see the emotion of love. See the behavior of love, the mindset of love, agape love. And I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, Preaching. and and you can't do that outside of God. Mm. Understand that. Um, I yeah. had I had someone say to me, "Well, there's no way that you, as a human being, can love agape style." Well, absolutely correct. You're right. <laughs> and that's why that the Lord gives us his spirit and it dwells within us. Mm-hmm. And so only through his spirit can we love agape style. Mm. And, you know, the the word also tells us that, you know, God has given us the mind of Christ. That yeah. We have the mind of Christ so, and he's given us a new heart. And that's deep. Yes. And so if we believe that and we're going to stand firm in that and then we can, study yeah, love, which yeah. is in first Corinthians 13, five through seven. Or motivate to love the book. I'm sorry. Yes. And then my book as that, <laughs> uh, that resource, in addition to the word, if you're going to stand on that and you meditate on that, you'll be able to become love. Yeah. And those, in those times where your husband is being, those times when your husband is being rude or is being cold or is being isolated, then those would be opportunities for you to be able to express that love. You know, love is patient, love is kind, lo- love is, lo- uh, you know, long-suffering. Um, it doesn't give account to a suffer wrong. Those things are, are impossible in our mm-hmm. own strength. Yeah, yeah. And that's deep. That See, it, here's, here's, here's the complexity of love, agape love, is that it is supernatural. Mm-hmm. Most people keep looking for it to become or come naturally, and it mm-hmm. doesn't. You have to be connected to a source that provides agape love in order to get it. So here's what it looks like lived out. So in the Bible, you got a situation where Jesus is, you know, out there praying and meditating, sweating blood, about to be arrested. He gets arrested, and one of his disciples decides to cut, you know, pull out a knife and cut the ear off, right? Of one right? of the soldiers. Of one of the soldiers that was arresting Jesus, right? Yes. So, so that's a situation where, you know, somebody was being mean and nasty to Jesus, and his disciples looked to defend him, right, to protect him, whereas Jesus, right, when he was getting crucified, he looked at him and saw something different. He didn't see someone trying to beat him up. He saw someone who was broken. He saw someone who was wounded. So that caused him to say, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Right. To me, that's very profound. We, we, we kind of gloss over that, but to, to me, he's demonstrating agape love. Right. It's not about protecting me. If Jesus would have looked at these guys as threats, as mean, nasty, sinful, mm-hmm. evil people, mm-hmm. he would have probably been more angry. Mm-hmm. But he looked at them as wounded and broken, and that caused them to say, forgive them, for they mm-hmm. know not what they do. And so you have to establish what it really means to love your husband so that you can demonstrate agape love with him. Mm-hmm. And that intertwines with point number one, because it will help you to have a different image of your husband. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Really establish what it means to have agape love. Your ability to love someone, catch this, okay? I want you to catch this. Your ability to love someone is not based on how lovable they are being, but rather based on how much love you have to give away. Mm. Okay? So your ability to love someone is not based on how lovable they are being, but rather it's based on how much love you have to give away. Exactly. And if I could just say this. Don't jump in, baby. If we just love people... When they're good to us, mm, then that is conditional. But the thing is, people need love to be poured into them when they're in their darkest moment. Mm. And so if your spouse is in a dark moment, then they're going to need the love of Christ through you to mm. be able to get through that, yeah. to be able to be found again, to yeah. be able to come out of that. And yeah. so that's why for me, I, I was willing and I allowed God to work through me. 
and put my desires and things and my needs aside for a season, yeah. you know, and I say this, you know, um, in the book so that my husband could be healed and so we could be healed for a lifetime. And this is not fairy tale stuff. This is not just, you know, Lord of the Rings, imaginatory, imaginatory. Is that a new word you're, that I just made? You're making up a lot of words today. <laughs> this is not just stuff we're saying. This Imaginary. stuff actually works. Imaginary, yeah. This stuff actually works. I snapped. <laughs> Seriously, it's, okay, the Bible says it this way. It's the mercy of God that leads to repentance, not the judgment, mm -hmm. right? So it's not God's wrath mm -hmm. that leads to repentance. It's not his anger or pulling himself away from mm -hmm. those who are sinning or, casting us, or casting us aside or disciplining us. It's not his discipline that makes us repent. Trust me, it's not. I know. It's his mercy. Mm -hmm. It's his willingness to stand with his arms open even when I'm at my lowest, even mm -hmm. when I'm at my dirtiest, mm -hmm. that's what leads to repentance. That's what leads to mindset shifts. Right. And Mandy demonstrated that with me. Instead of kicking me to the curb, as the other camp would say, do, she stood with her arms wide open. And that, that like confused the mess out of me. Mm -hmm. And that's what led to me repenting to my wife. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so you got to you got to have an understanding that you have to position yourself to demonstrate agape love, because that's what leads to repentance. And I always say this, that there's only going to be a certain people who God is going to put that on your heart to stand for your marriage with that much passion yeah. and zeal. Yeah, not, not everybody, everybody can, can do, do that. Yeah. Not everybody can commit to this process. Again, mm -hmm. none of us can do it in our own strength. Mm -hmm. But God knows who is going to submit to to him and allow allow you know him to work through them who is going to allow god to use them as a vessel yeah that's deep and so to do that to be used as a vessel your job okay is to grow in your capacity to love and make sure that you are connected to the unfailing source of love okay you have to grow in your capacity to love elsewise you're going to be like everybody else who struggles to love because they're not getting love in return even before you grow in your capacity, you have to accept God's love for you. Mm. You have to study who God is mm -hmm. and why he loves you and who he is to you. You have to meditate on that on a regular basis. Yeah, that's that's. And deep. you have to get people around you, which we're going to go to. Yeah, we'll talk that about that yeah. next. But no, this is some good stuff because, I mean, I'm telling you, if you do it and you do it consistently, it works. Mm -hmm. So let's go to the third step. Um, and you know, steps number one and two could be interchangeable. So you can put two and one or whatever, but just know that for, the first one was create a different image of your husband. The second one was reestablish what it means to love your husband. Um, and even just to love in general. And then the third one, third one is this reteach your husband how to treat you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Over time, right? We learn how to interact with our spouses. We learn what we can say and what we can't say. We learn what we can do and what we can't do. We learn what boundaries are legal in our marriage and what boundaries are not, right? And so, for instance, an example of, and, and this is not true, but let's say early on in our marriage, um, I could, you know, I went to Mandy and said, hey, babe, I'm about to, I'm about to go hang out with the fellas. And I just left. And she didn't say anything. She didn't question me. She didn't, you know, say, where you going or how long you going to be or make sure to have your phone on you. She didn't say none of that. Let's say that boundary wasn't put in place. Then what I just learned, by osmosis is that it's okay for me to leave and do what I want without, you know, confirming or being accountable to my wife. Just by that small incident. And let's say it happened time and time again, then that's a behavior pattern now that we have in our relationship. Or another example is when you all do engage in conflict or you have times, you know, where you have conversations 
that are difficult, if every time your husband challenges you or mm. he comes at you maybe with a tone that's a little bit, you know, offensive, you run away mm. or you cower yep. or, that's you know, good. you become silent then you're teaching him okay to shut her up i have to ju- i have to get louder yeah. or i have to you know these are the buttons that i push ooh that's good i like that better than my example oh ooh okay. that's deep baby I, yeah but that is so true and it happens all the time and that happened with me it happened with Mandy <laughs> that's what you know and so the goal is to set those boundaries part of the cycle of behavior has been learned over time if you don't set those boundaries mm-hmm. right so you have to put those boundaries in place mm-hmm. what has happened over the 5 years of your marriage is that there have been boundaries that were out of place or that were missing. Mm-hmm. And so now we're, or you are kind of reaping, and I'm not saying this to be malicious or anything, but I'm just saying r- real talk, you're now reaping the consequences of not having certain boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't care who you are, when you first meet, people are on their best behaviors. Mm-hmm. So that's the perfect time to put boundaries in place. When you first meet, because he's not going to show you his true colors when you first meet. Mm -hmm. And so that's the perfect time to put those boundaries in place. Just think back, think back to when you guys first met or when you guys first started the date. I'm almost guaranteeing that he was not a mean and angry and malicious person. Mm -hmm. Those have been habits and behaviors that were exposed and learned over time. Yeah, I would even encourage you to take time to just really sit down and think from the very beginning. How mm. things kind of morphed into, you know, into what you see now yeah. and what you're experiencing yeah. now. See what were the lessons or the boundaries that were not set. Mm-hmm. Um, things left unsaid, that type of thing. And yeah. that may help you to kind of get to the root mm. and where to start. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so as you take this time to strengthen yourself, because as you're reteaching your husband, you have to also show him a new or I guess uh, a newer version of who you are. Mm-hmm. Because... Your husband, like Mandy said earlier, probably got used to being able to have a louder bark. And that bark, that loud bark probably scared you off. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to demonstrate to him that you aren't intimidated by large or loud barks. And we're not encour- encouraging you to argue. No, no. But we're encouraging you just to be more confident mm-hmm. in who you are. Because yes. I know, at least for me, uh, that was a struggle, trying to be more confident. And then, so so when we went through what we went through... I learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about my weaknesses and the things that I needed to improve on. And that was one of them. Being yeah. okay with, you know, having a heated conversation and not taking it personal, but taking that time to learn each other mm. and asking questions if I don't understand something. If he gets loud saying, hey, can you can you bring your voice down just a little, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't need to yell. Being respectful, but still being able to stay engaged in the conversation, holding eye contact and staying present. Mm-hmm. And that all comes from you being confident. Yes, and that's something you have to develop. And sometimes, especially as wives, you lose yourself in the relationship Mm -hmm. because you're trying to avoid conflict. A lot of people don't like conflict. David always says we're pleasure... Pleasure... I can't say it. Pleasure-seeking, pain-avoiding creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, that is definitely so true. So, again, I think that wives are more likely to avoid conflict and the husbands see that cycle and use it to their advantage, mm-hmm. especially if they feel like they're losing an argument or feel like, you know, I, they know that they're wrong. So they're going to do something to make you run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you got to be able to see that, see that cycle and call it out. Mm-hmm. Be strong, you know, be bold enough to reestablish healthy and appropriate boundaries mm-hmm. within your marriage. You have to be bold and courageous. Mm-hmm. Now this leads to our uh, next point. Right. Well, before I say that, let me just find a, wrap this third point up by saying you will have to be tenaciously consistent 
in this process. Relentless. Relentless. Because he's going to try you. He's going to call your bluff. Mm-hmm. He's going to notice a change, and he's and that's going to make him more insecure, right? And so he's going to try to, you know, overpower or over-masculinize himself to not reveal those insecurities. And you have to be tenaciously consistent. You have to be. If you have any gaps or any moments of weakness that he can see, then he's going to exploit it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to have a moment of weakness, make sure that you have it with the your support group or the people that you're closest to. But don't have it where he can take advantage of that. Okay, because all these are learning patterns. Okay, but again, that leads to this fourth fourth point, um, and I'm really excited to hear Mandy talk about this. But the fourth point is this: you need to connect yourself with others who can keep you accountable and focused. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, what we're saying, is that you need to be connected to an accountability group, mm-hmm. uh, a strong group of individuals that can help you. Mm-hmm. That can pray with you, that can kind of give you direction, give like-minded. you resources that are like minded, mm-hmm. that have been there or going through, it. going through it, but they aren't exactly on the same level. Mm-hmm. People that can kind of pull you up. Mm-hmm. That's what you need right now in this season. Mm-hmm. If you try to do it by yourself, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to run out of steam. Right. This is probably what you were experiencing. So you have to connect yourself with the group. Mandy, now talk a little bit about what you're doing for some of the women and actually husbands that you're working with through your Motivated to Love group. Well, talk a little bit about what that group is first and then talk about what you've been doing. Okay, uh, the Motivated to Love private Facebook group um, is a group designated for those who purchase my book. Again, Motivated to Love. Um, Dot com. Yes, motivated the number two love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, and it, we're not pitching it, but we are kind of pitching it because it's an awesome resource. Yes, it's and very helpful. Even if you get the five dollar version of the book, you still get access to this private Facebook group that right. has literally tons and tons of resources and value to it. So mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm, we're not saying go out and spend and splurge, but even just five dollars, you have access to this group. But go ahead and talk about that group, baby. Right. So that group is for those who have purchased the book and they gain access to the group. And so every day the the group is popping, it's jumping because people yeah. are in there posting encouraging words, posting, you know, I post prayers, I pro- post videos, songs, I post motivational, you know, quotes and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever God is putting on my heart at the time. Periscoping. You know, Periscope, that's a new app, you know, where it's pretty much like Skype, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you'll get like a, a notification to your phone and you'll know, hey, I have a video broadcasting. And so you can log on and you can see me and I can talk and you can interact with me. So it's really mm-hmm. fun. Um, then we also calls. have con- conference calls. Um, we're Every gonna- week? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hot about it. I'm hot. <laughs> um, and, and tomorrow we're actually going to be starting a five-day fast. Mm. Um, and so we're going to be getting up at 530, you know, in the morning, praying for a half hour. And then, you know, on Sunday night at the conclusion, we're going to be having a late night overflow soaking session. Ooh, that sounds fun. So it's going to be, you know, meditation, relaxation and declarations, mm-hmm. you know, just speaking over speaking over all these men and women who are standing and, you know, speaking life yeah. into them and helping them to relax and really receive, yeah. you know, what God is doing in their lives, in their lives and building them up and also for their spouse. No, and, and Manny breezed through the stuff that's going on in the group, but let me tell you that this is a very, 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 very valuable resource. Uh, very few times do you see an author of a book actually extend themselves past their book. And Mandy is in this group conversing, asking questions, uh, posting things, doing videos, doing conference calls. Uh, she's going to do this five-day fast. I mean, she is actually 
putting all kinds of value to this group. And really, you know, for the price of what a number two meal at McDonald's, you can you can really check it. And <laughs> it's, it's over fun. it's over eleven hundred people in the group right now. I mean, it's growing, you know. And so, trust me, this is a really, really, really great resource to be rooted and connected because you have direct access to Mandy and I. I mean, you literally have. If you want to ask her a question, you don't have to wait in line through all the messages and emails that she get. You can directly ask her a question. Right. And she's and, there. And you know what? It it really right now for us, it's about really catering to their needs mm-hmm. um, because I was there and for a while I was by myself until God really helped me to bring together a pow- like a powerhouse team of support mm-hmm. other than him. You know, I had him and I had, you know, a faithful three or four who were praying for me, praying for David. But now we have this huge community. Somebody will post and say, I'm, I'm, I'm about to give up. I'm leaving. And then you'll have 10 people. Boom, right there. Mm-hmm. No, no. And they'll just. Throwing scriptures and yep. and quotes and you know no go pick up your book and read this and and so it, it's really powerful yep. um and it's just amazing how much support is in there and and just how positive everyone is and you know you have a lot of people at different places and you know in their stand and you know it's it's just really awesome yeah and so we recommend that if you're really serious about connecting with people who can help you who are accountable who no flaky fluffy stuff mm-hmm. you know go ahead and go to motivated to the number 2 love.com to purchase Mandy's book um, and we're not saying to make a large investment. We're just saying to invest in yourself. Right. Because this is the, we are doing this out of the like she's getting up. She's not getting paid to get up at five thirty in the morning every day to do a to do you know to do these calls and to do this fast. She, she, we're she's positioned herself to do this because you guys want it and need it and it helps. It really does. And so, we ask yeah. what you need in the group. And David has a book coming out next month. Uh oh. We yeah we we gonna that's this book. We talk about another episode because we're about to be up about thirty minutes long in this in this podcast. So here's what we'll do. <laughs> I got the pressure off me quick. Here's what we do, guys. Um, we really appreciate your time. We really appreciate your feedback and your commitment, your dedication to standing for your marriage. We really do. Um, we're gonna wrap up up in prayer in a minute, but before we do that, I do want to say, go to iTunes, leave us a um, a comment, a rating, and a review. Leave us a review about the podcast, about what you think about it, what it's doing, how it's helping. Um, we'd like to hear that, you know, and we're putting out an episode every other week now, and um, we want to grow. We want this thing to grow. We want to help your marriage. So uh, we're going to end in prayer, but we just want to say thank you. Shout us out on Facebook. Uh, Mandy was looking up somebody's name because we were supposed to pray for them, but if she can't find it, we're going to just do a blanket prayer, which we're probably going to do. And this person uh, was a person in the military and just kind of, praying over those spouses who are struggling in in military families and mm-hmm. and have spouses that are deployed and they're coming back and forth and there's yeah. division in the home because yeah. there's really lack of connection. Yeah. Um so I know that that was kind of the gist of what was going on and kind yes. of back okay. and forth inconsistent behaviors and you know um that type of thing. Okay. So, so let's pray. Father God, we first thank you. Um, and personally, I want to say thank you for the privilege mm-hmm. to uh, be before thousands and thousands of people listening to our voice, yeah. hearing us, trusting us. God, this, I mean, this is a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Yeah. Um, we hope that we can continue to be consistent with, um, you know, following through with the vision of Mend Our Marriage. And we just thank you for this blessing, this jewel. And we pray, God, that you continue to strengthen us, uh, to strengthen others. And we pray for all of the individuals listening under the sound of our voice. Uh, we pray for those that even aren't listening um, who have requested prayer, God. We just declare a blessing over their marriage. Uh, we pray, Father God, that you will continue to strengthen their hearts, strengthen their minds, 
give them access to individuals who will help them to grow in their marriage, uh, be it mentors, family members, individuals who could be can kind of surround them, God, with strength. We pray that you will bless them to have the inner strength, connect themselves closer to you, Father God. Give them uh, the motivation to do that, motivate it. Give, make them motivated to love. No point intended. <laughs> but God, we just thank you for um, these individuals listening. We just declare a blessing over their marriages. We pray for those spouses that are reluctant, that are straying. And we just call them back. We just declare that they will be back in the name of Jesus. And we say no weapon formed against your marriage shall prosper. Anything that the enemy has put out to uh, divide will not succeed. And we just say, God, yes. thank you in advance. Thank you for our reunified marriages, Father God, rebuilt marriages. Um, and we want to start hearing testimony. So, God, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, it has been fun. It's a little over 30 minutes. So we're going to meet you guys in episode number 40. Feel free to give us more questions, and uh, we will talk to you guys soon. All right, y'all. Deuces. Deuces.